0: In any case, it is a disgraceful decision. Uh, because if Man City is not guilty of it, I seem to be punished with some, some million is a disgrace as a decision. If you are not guilty, you are not punished. By the other way, if they are guilty, you should be banned. So it's also a decision. So in any case, the decision is um, is a disaster because. It-
1: Hello, Chelsea friends! Welcome to another edition of London is Calling podcast. I am your host, Carlito. I am the host. Of the best Chelsea podcasts on the internet. If you don't agree with me, I don't give a shit. So <laughs> there's this guy, Jess Piccoli, in the movie Fast Times at Ridge Bar High. He said, all I need are some tasty waves, some cool buzz, and I'm fine. Well, normally I'm not that hippie-ish and I'm not that much of a loser. But I tell you what, today I'm feeling awfully groovy. I am feeling great about where Chelsea is right now, how they perform today against Manchester United, and obviously where we will be in the next four and five months, it's nothing but exciting. You cannot tell me that there is a single Chelsea fan out there that is dreading next season. In fact, the only people that are dreading next season is every other goddamn team because they're going to have to fucking play us. All right? And wait a minute. Paul, do you smell that? Is that is Harry? That, is that Harry? Is Harry McGuire? Harry You stink,
2: bro. You stink. Paulinho. how we doing today? How we doing? Oh, very well. I just have one thing to get off my chest. The ruling on City's ban. Oh, man. What a disappointment. As Mm -hmm. I said, I, I expected this, you know, not to exactly be held against them, but the ruling basically says indirectly mm-hmm. that, that the league expects to have a certain level level of corruption and cheating going on. And you know what? That's okay. Yep. Some, someone from Abu Dhabi, they wrote a nice fat check
1: to that Swedish organization known as TAS. Anyways, we have on a special guest, one of Satiq's boys of a contributor of worldwide Chelsea podcasts and articles his name is marv the greatest marvito the dude marv how we doing my man
3: i am absolutely overjoyed my friend glad to be on the podcast what an incredible euphoric feeling yeah. my friends
1: it it certainly did not suck i'll tell you what the only person <laughs> yeah. that sucked on that field was harry mcguire um, As so, he always does <laughs> Yo, dude I can't imagine the amount of sympathy blowjobs His wife gives him on a daily basis it's, like, <laughs> it's okay, Harry It's okay You're not that bad on the field You're not that bad But really, you stink, bro And I could smell you from Utah Alright, Paul <laughs>
3: Very jazzy
1: Oh, yeah, buddy Alright, Paul So what do we have on the
2: docket for today? Alright, so, so let's set the stage for this Our match Prior to our match, it was Leicester versus Spurs. Mm-hmm. That was a, a league match. And Spurs and Jose got the job done. 3-0. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jose. So I
1: uh I, I crack some omelets.
2: I make some eggs. I make some omelets. They taste
1: beautiful. They taste as delicious as Brendan Rogers' character. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. The Harry Kane, he scores goals. He has a receding hairline, but he still scores goals.
3: (laughs) I've got more hair than Harry Kane, and I'm 34. Yeah.
1: Well, this is a hair podcast, and I'm 31. Ball's 29, and my hair is amazing. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, 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 dude, Harry Kane. I I said this on Twitter today. I think Harry Kane is the best player in the Premier League. I really do. I think he is just – when he's not fat and slow and out of shape – he is a sensational football player. I just I love him. I love him. And i am not I hate Tottenham. Tottenham is my immortal enemy, but Harry Kane is great.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna leave that comment alone for now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me <laughs> too.
3: It's clearly Pulisic. It's clearly Pulisic. This is American. Yeah. <laughs> no, the my
1: favorite my favorite player in the world is Kovacic, but Pulisic is absolutely great right player. up
3: there. Oh yeah, is amazing. What a performance today from Kova. <laughs> so yeah. so let's
2: let's although our match was an FA Cup match. Mm-hmm. It, still, it still felt like coming into it because, listen, Leicester Spurs, us, United, those are the four teams kind of vying for the last two spots, yeah. uh, uh, Champions League spots. So it, it felt like this you know, match had more ramifications than just the, the FA Cup. Well, I want to talk about
1: Leicester Spurs for a second here. And Marv, you can chime in whenever you please. Paul, sure. Paul and I, at the beginning of the season, this is around October, right? So we're about we're, – we're a couple of games in, and everybody's saying, Lester this, Jamie Vardy that. And I told Paul, and I told a couple of our friends, I was like, look, guys, they're a pretender team. Brandon Rodgers is not a winner. He wasn't even a winner when he was an assistant at Chelsea, and we were winning. He, we were winning in spite of his loserishness.
3: So Didn't we lose the, <laughs> lose the youth cup yeah. with him as the coach?
1: Yeah. I can't remember that.
3: Exactly. See, there yeah. we
1: go. So my whole thing is that I don't believe in Brendan Rodgers' mentality, and I think that Leicester is a pretender team. What do you think about that?
3: It's a very interesting point. Uh, you, re- I mean, I definitely don't think they're such a great side. I think they've definitely started playing well. Uh, the injuries are definitely a problem, right? They've lost Bear Pereira, is. a very good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really rate Madison, but they, they're losing your two best wing-backs. I mean, if we put that into context to a big club like us, if we lost, you know, we lost Alonso, we've got to play Emerson. We lose uh, Aspilicueta. Yeah, we've got Reese, But, you know, we'd be down to the very bare bones, and I guess it's the same for them. But, yeah, I don't think they're a team good enough for, for top four. I would probably agree with the pretender notion. They don't really have any world-class players. Uh, you know, when the games have really mattered, they've lost them all. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially in the back end of the season. Um, so, yeah, I think they're a bit of a pretender team. I would probably agree with that.
1: Well, is there any way we can drop Aspi right now and just start playing Rhys full-time? <laughs> just, a,
3: just a question.
1: Um, Paul, what do you think? Uh, Leicester, they, uh, they're not doing themselves any favors. That Bournemouth loss felt like two losses
2: yeah exactly and and I think Marv you hit it the nail right on the head their injuries have made them a different side and to be fair Jose's post-match presser he said he knew they were going to have to play you know the wing back system based on their injuries Mm -hmm. and he said they're a different side when uh, mm. they have to do that, to be fair to Brendan Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And um, I agree. Uh, they're in a tough spot. But you know what? Nobody's ever going to have their full 11 squad for the whole season. So it yeah. is what it I is. Mean,
3: we, we had uh, Rudiger out for a big half of the season. We had Ruben <laughs> out for most of it. We had Pulisic out for a lot of it, too. So. A lot of clubs it. They get it. uh-hmm
1: yeah, I mean, and all the excuses, and you notice that
3: the ass face baby,
1: um, <clears throat> the baby-faced assassin built in an excuse before the game saying that we had 48 hours more rest than them. Oh, come on. Get the fuck out of here. Get, get out of here. Are you kidding me with that excuse? Yeah, they
3: also, they also played Norwich yeah. in the FA Cup whilst we played Liverpool. That's right. And yeah. we, played, we played Leicester and Liverpool to get there. Yeah. Who, did they, who did they play? I don't know.
1: It always just seems like the schedule is very favorable to them. But I want to say this, and that right there, that mentality, that defeatist mentality prior to the game even starting is what set up and orchestrated all of their failures today. You had a naive lineup, a defensive lineup, a weak and passive lineup in formation. You did not play your best players. You told them beforehand that if we lose, it's because we didn't have as much rest as Chelsea. That is such a profound misstep as a manager to instill that level of non-confidence in their players before the game. I cannot believe that he did that because it showed on the field. Chelsea was up for it from the first minute. And you could hear those goddamn announcers on ESPN that they hired to do the game, and you could hear the level of disappointment and, you know, just disgust because they're all United fans. They're like, Same I as do, here. I, I just, I cannot believe how poor United is playing. Well, guess what? How did the manager set them up? Huh? Did he get them up for this game? He absolutely did not. He did the antithesis of what Frank Lampard did, which is to say, this is Wembley. This is the FA Cup. We are Chelsea Football Club and we
3: win trophies. This is what we do. This is the attitude we need. Yeah. And this is the thing, I don't know if it's in your in the outline, but, uh, you know, winning trophies is what it's all about. Imagine that we had this kind of, as we see now, this top four um, over cups uh, mentality that a lot of the fans have. Imagine had we not Please. won any of those kind of subtle, you know, trophies that wouldn't have been adding to our history now that we're currently collecting. It's so important to win trophies, yes. first and foremost.
2: We'd be Spurs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Such a great point, Paul.
1: <laughs> we would we would literally be Spurs. Those hipster fans with their neck beards and their flannel t-shirts. No thank <laughs> you. No thank you. Um all right, so Paul, do you want to get into the lineup or do you have anything more about how uh Ollie Gunnar Schultz, whatever, uh set up his team? Because I for one am very disappointed.
2: Well, I'll so it's perfect because I'll preface the lineup that they had today by saying, you know, they've beat us this season every time we've played them so far, right? Yep. So you wouldn't change your lineup or your formation and how you play us now, I would imagine. But what did he do? He changed it up. He went with two strikers, basically five midfielders and three in the back.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When we played him in the past, he went four Two, three, one. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, to begin the match, that was a mistake. For us, we went Willie C in net, Rudy, <laughs> Zuma, Cesar, Espilaqueta, Marcos and Reese James, wing backs, Kovacic, Jorginho in the middle, and then Mount, William and Giroud up top.
1: And really, I mean Mason Mount kinda of played center mid a little bit. He was playing Absolutely. in the half spaces, but he certainly was not playing wing. Um, and he was an exceptional player today. Except all
3: over it. Mount was all over that game today.
1: Yep. Yeah. He is. He, he's my father's favorite player on Chelsea. Um, I have to say. Why. I have to say in the be- beginning of the season, you know, you had the Alex Goldbergs of the world hyping yeah. this dude up to no end. And I'm like, all right, all right we'll see what happens with this guy
3: have you heard of that analogy when you throw a lot of shit at the wall eventually <laughs> something
1: hey uh, look look i used to be friends with alex he hates me, me so much it's uh, like i had to switch uh, accounts like three times because i lost my password on this and every time that i started a new account for this for this podcast he would find a way to block me as soon
3: <laughs> as i started the new account i'm like Alex oh, God. how did you even know I used, <laughs> I used to get on really well with uh, Alex I mean I yeah. don't have a, uh, I mean a huge problem with him so much but like uh, he uh, you know he started the hate brigades against certain players which really angered me Oh yeah. um, let's grow up Yeah I mean come on man I mean and like you know we're talking about players like I mean I'm okay I mean you know if you want to support the players now that's great but don't forget what you did to get your popularity right and it's important we try to support all the players there are players we don't like as much Mm -hmm. obviously there is and also we got to understand not every youth player is going to be the next thing since sliced bread right Right. it's not going to happen for all of them
1: well i have to tell you that uh his uh trafficking and negativity has certainly made him popular but it didn't earn my respect and if you have my respect that does mean something and i don't care if that's arrogant of me to say it It does mean something um, I will say this, Kyle Mutsodoy is doing Alex Goldberg zero favors. I, don't, uh, yeah, I do not wasn't. even think this player is good enough to play for Chelsea.
3: Me neither. I really just quotes. don't think so. I've got quotes from him. When he was 17 and not even played a single pro game, he's already better than Willian, is oh, what he said. On
1: William, really? one of the best me, players bro. of the
3: decade yeah. for this club. He is, and and I think people need a bit more understanding of the game when they're kind of slamming certain players yeah. and praising players. It seems to be a popular thing to praise players that aren't playing. Yeah. They think they're able to do something, but they're not actually doing it, and that's important.
1: Oh, I mean, that's some millennial hipster bullshit right there. Sorry, yeah, but it, sure. it is. And uh, look, I know we're getting derailed a little bit, but this absolutely plays into – our starting lineup, because you had 17-year-old Chelsea Twitter, who, by the way, is nauseating. I do not suffer fools, and I certainly think that they're foolish. But when you have players, or when you have people on Twitter saying that Kyle Matsudo should absolutely be starting over Willian in this game, and then you look at what Willian did in the game, and then exactly. you look at what Cho did, and you realize, oh, yeah, there's a reason why Willian is not just one of our best players, but one of Frank Lampard's. Stalwarts, a trustworthy player, one of his Absolutely. favorites. There's a reason for that because William is goddamn reliable, and he works both sides of the ball. He's not just a headhunter up top. No, no, no. This dude busts his ass on the defensive end, and we need it all the time. And he is more than willing to contribute that effort on that side of the ball when not a lot of people would.
3: Exactly. I mean, I, I really love him. I, he's been one of my favorite players yeah. for a time, and it's for that reason. He, people are so obsessed by GNA. They don't. A lot of these people are not actually even watching the game. Uh, the, one or two misplaced crosses, and he's a bad player or something like this. But he offers so much, I think, to the team yeah. in yep. general. Those
1: are just those are just box score fans. Those are the guys that you know go on ESPN and look at how many points James Harden scored and wonder whether he played <laughs> well or not. It's like oh. He took 53s. That's why he scored 30 points. No, no, no. That's not I a good game. I, I, we're, <laughs> Paul and I are Boston Celtics fans, so get your heart and shit out of here.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, Paul, what do we got for the lineup for us? Say that again? Oh, no. We, we went through the lineup. So uh, my thing with Olivier Giroud is that I don't want him to be our starting striker. I just don't because he's really slow. And we want to be a pressing team. We want to constantly have the other team feel us breathing down their neck when they're trying to play out of the back. And Giroud simply can't offer that the way that Mason Mount can, the way that Tammy Abraham can, and the way, undoubtedly, Timo Werner will. Yeah. And, look, Giroud is a great pro. In the box, he's one of the best goal scorers in the world. He is. But he is so limited because of how big he is and how slow he is that it doesn't actually fit the profile of the team we're trying to become, but he's still a great player. I just don't want him to be the starter for Chelsea. He's too old. He's too slow and he's too limited.
2: It's fair, but I think Mason Mount and William make up for a lot of his lack of mobility, especially today. We saw that. And yeah. I don't, you know, he's a great guy to have to play the cup games, to come off the bench and, and, you know, bring some maturity to the club. Great, Mm -hmm. great guy for the team, great team guy. But I don't, you know, next season Timo Werner is going to be the starting striker. I don't think there's any
1: question about it. Yeah,
2: that's why we bought him.
1: I mean, he's he's not going to play wing.
2: He's going to play striker.
3: Does anyone consider the, I mean, one of the things about Giroux is that we, we kind of missed there in that discussion that, yeah, he might, he does lack those things, but he is a consummate big game player.
1: He's a winner. He's a winner. Yeah. There, there is definitely a mentality thing there. And I'd actually like to address that before we move on because I wrote this, uh, I believe, yesterday. It says Declan Rice, mentality. Mentality is like a disease, it can infect a team and manipulate how they operate. It can set a culture. It can change things. I want to be infected by this mentality. Sign Declan Rice to play center back for Chelsea Football Club. (laughs) Leader. Leader. I like leaders. I like people that show leadership and have proper mentality. Giroud has proper mentality. As much as he is a limited player, he is still a fantastic pro. And I love his mentality because he wants to score all the time. He is addicted to that shit just like he's addicted to hair gel. And he's a handsome man. <laughs> but uh, no, but I'm telling you, I love his mentality. I just don't know if
2: he's going to accept being a bench player next season because he's going to be one. Well, he, he's done fine this season. I think he'll have a similar role next
3: season. We'll see. We'll see about Competition. that. Competition. Important, though. Yeah. I mean, we need the competition, you know. And I think one thing is that we know with the Lampard that might be slightly different to, you know, maybe Conte Ansari, that they were stuck with the player. You know, they always stuck with the player. As Lampard seemed to switch his team out every week. Um, whereas some people see that as a, as, a, as a negative. It's a meritocracy we've kind of longed for for a long time yes. in the club.
1: Sure. But at the same time, there's a flip side to that coin, as De Niro says in Heat. There is a flip side to that coin, and that is that you don't build as much chemistry uh, if you're constantly switching up the team, the personnel, and the formation. You look at Liverpool. Now, I actually do think we're a better team than they are next season. I do think this. It's possible. But they have stuck with their guns all the time. Those front three play every game that they're fit to play. Whether is it's
3: that is that because their options are Girardin, Shaqiri?
1: <laughs> uh, I like Shaqiri. Um, but but Minamino is, is uh, not oh, not a well. good
3: player. <laughs> he is not good. Uh, their bench is actually quite weak. Yeah. If, if we kind of go to their second string and you compare it with what ours will now be with uh, Zieschen and Werner, we're going to have a much stronger team. Oh, yeah. Season.
1: Oh, no doubt. And those two are just such interesting players to sign. And I'm so proud of Marina and Rom- Roman for thinking outside the box because uh, they're great. Um, but no, no, you're right that Klopp doesn't have that deep well, that reservoir to go to. But at the same time, that chemistry
2: is very innate with them. I agree with you, but you have to also look at where they are in their process with Klopp, at yeah. at manager. Mm-hmm. He's figured out that team, how they want to play, who's going to play where, uh, you know what options he has, and Lampard is still figuring that out. And he's he's still, when somebody puts in a bad performance, they're out. Somebody else is in because he's going to give them a chance to make that position theirs going forward. Well,
3: there are some parallels, right, with uh, Klopp's first season and and Frank's first season. I believe that they, didn't they not make uh, the finals? Eighth. They finished eighth. But they were quite low down when he took over, right?
1: Uh, sure, but I'm telling you, if that was Chelsea, Klopp would not have survived that.
3: Oh, no. Well, I'm not sure it was that because he, didn't he come in halfway through the season? Yes. Yeah, it was Rodgers, right? Yep. Rodgers, yeah. Rodgers. That's the... a lot to fix. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> a lot of character in that guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you guys, I mean, look, you guys, what you're saying is very fair, and I understand that there can be a healthy medium that frank lampard can figure out where he doesn't you know be schizophrenic frank lampard and constantly change everything but at the same time he won't let anybody rest on their laurels and think that the position is theirs regardless of how they perform i'd like somewhere in the middle i love the pure meritocracy but it really um it can mess up chemistry and i think frank lampard needs to find a healthy medium So, Paul, yeah. you want to get into
2: statistics? Yes. So, at the end of the match, we had 49% possession. They had 51
1: What? Are you serious?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's switched. Second half, it's switched. Because huh. first half, they didn't see much of the ball. Oh,
3: wow. I think it was tactical once we got that second goal. Okay. Okay.
2: It died. is a little bit surprising because it didn't feel that way. Total shots, yeah. we had 13. They had seven. We had 21 fouls. They had nine. <laughs> Big shocker there, right? <laughs> Crazy. I love that so much. <laughs> and we had seven shots on target. They had three shots on target. Yeah.
1: And uh, one of those shots three. was a really shitty free kick. Um, I have to say the whole fouling thing, and we had talked about it in the pre-show uh, prior to this podcast, but I think that that is just such a mentally soft thing to do, to look for the fouls, to encourage your players, if you're Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer or whatever the fuck his name is, um, if you encourage your players to look for the fouls, to look for the penalties, I think that's a, I think that is charming soft. I'm sorry if, if people think that it's a good tactic. Well, guess what? Those people ain't me. And you're probably not going to be my friend. Sorry. Uh, I just cannot stand that type of mentality when you are looking for fouls and you're looking to dive and you have your center back whose head weighs 25 pounds <laughs> d- diving when he gets hit by Giroud.
2: That's crazy.
3: It was frustrating to watch.
2: Oh, Very frustrating to terrible watch. Terrible to watch. And, and Bruno Fernandez. Great player. Don't get me wrong. Fantastic signing for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Elevated everybody on the pitch. But that dude is going down so easily. It, I mean, I feel bad for Maratta because you put him on that team and he fits right in. Dude, dude, <laughs> dude. Bruno Fernandes, Fernandes goes down quicker
1: than a husband with a micropenis. He's, he's just unbelievable. He's always looking to go down. Oh man, I just I can't. Some stand of
3: them it. weren't even fouls. It, it, I, right. There was one where Kovacic it looked bad, and you see the replay. He <laughs> over his
0: leg
1: Yeah, I have a I have a but remember Eric Wells Paul from from State Mike's. He was texting me, and he said, uh I said, oh man, Kovacic, that's straight red.
3: That's criminal. They should they should suspend him for that." <laughs> Please.
1: He was joking, obviously. He was very embarrassed that his team was doing he, that. He shit. was
3: obviously doing some some yoga for that, you know, for that reach. <laughs> <My> God. <laughs> God, just
1: just embarrassing. <laughs> I cannot ever imagine rooting for a team that wants to pull that shit.
3: Um, it's very hard to get behind. It is very hard to get behind. How do you
2: justify it as a fan?
3: Uh, yeah,
2: uh, I mean, they do have by far and away the most uh, PKs in their favor this season. Manchester Bar. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah,
3: it got another today. Yeah.
2: It's it's
3: oh brutal. God,
1: they did have another one today. Oh my yeah,
3: god, just brutal. Although this one was a clip. Yeah. It was pretty clear. Yeah,
1: Ch- Ch- are we are we sure that Cho still doesn't have the Rona? <laughs>
3: because
2: well,
3: <dude. laughs> he certainly played like is... it. I was very against him playing. And it's not because I don't like him. I don't really like him after the transfer request. I don't either. Um, But he's been playing. Every time he plays, something bad happens at this point. At this point, I mean, we have to be honest. Yeah, he's young, so we can't give up on him yet. But he's very, very far away from being a Chelsea-level player. And he needs to go on loan, I think. Boom.
1: Yeah, he needs needs a Conor Gallagher situation, um, who's also a very good player. Um, But that loan... That he's going to have at Swansea um, next season, it's only going to help Connor. It's only going to make him better, and he's going to get a ton of game time. And I'm th- I'm sitting here thinking, okay, instead of putting Tamori
3: in on loan, unless you request one, send, possibly keep
1: send Cho to West Ham.
3: Yeah, agree. I think that's a good move. Then we can get Rice a bit cheaper. Yeah, yeah. I'm not paying. <laughs> I'm not
1: paying eighty million for Declan Rice. I don't care
3: if these boys are missing out.
1: It, it, but I do want him on the team. I just – I'm not – what, are we fucking United paying that much for a Maguire? No, thank you. No I'll way.
3: Too much money. No way.
2: Just lacking yeah. maturity, and it's showing off the field, on the field. You know, you pay the guy. You give him a nice, very, very fair contract, and you expect him to be a model citizen, right?
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: But instead, he's an
2: asshole. Let's let's call it what it is. He's an asshole. Yep.
1: All right. He's he's he, look. I don't care if he got exonerated for the rape charge, buddy. You should never be putting yourself in that situation to begin with. You would got to be kidding me. You're the first player we had that contracted the Rona. You had a, an embarrassing uh, transfer request to Bayern Munich. Okay. Then you got all this money in the world, and everybody's looking at you and expecting you to produce, and you've had a bad season. The last thing you need to be doing is making more headlines, dog. And you are. You're just consistently making bad headlines for yourself. And I, on top of that, he still thinks he's better than Jaden Sancho.
3: Like, he thinks he I is. I think he's a bit far and, from that at the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no shit. No shit. But he thinks he is. And I, I just can't, I can't stand the lack of self-awareness that he has. You had you had people coming out today saying that his camp is not happy that he sh- didn't start. To- I really Guess did what? Guess what? You're here for five years, dickhead, and you can't say shit. Yeah. You signed the deal. I don't give a shit what your camp says. I don't care at all. If that's really you need true. to suck it up.
3: If that's really true, yeah. and we have to obviously take it with a pinch of salt, we don't know if that's a real, really true situation. But if Fair. him and Abraham are kind of trying to make demands, it's you know, look at where you are. Look, you know, we're in a big club there's always going to be signings and there's always going to be potentially people that are better than you. So your job is to work your fucking arse off. That's and right. get in the team. Yeah.
1: I, Marv, I'm totally with you. 100%. You know I love that mentality. And look, like you just said,
3: the lack of self-awareness from Ch- Doyle is staggering. I, play, staggering. I play with better players than me uh, in my team. And, and, and I put the, double the work rate. I double the training. And, and that yeah. gets me to play. And it's the same for all players. You play with better players, it's meant to make you better. You're not meant to be out for guarantees. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I- Iden Hazard, who is my favorite player ever, although
1: I actually hate him right now. <laughs> uh, he's the only person who could ever get away with half-assing it in training. because now that, that shit's done <laughs> him because uh, he... He watched Modric, Benzema, and Sergio Ramos win that trophy. He did not get to it at all.
3: But that's a point that you raised there, because certain people say, oh, how comes this player is allowed to do this? Uh, because those players have won things. You know, yes. Hazard, how many trophies Hazard's been part of? That, yeah, maybe he doesn't train as hard, but he delivered on the pitch. He
1: won seven trophies? Yeah,
3: so we cannot say, oh, well, you've got to do better. No, this is this was a player that's you know been responsible for a huge amount of success here. He's not a youth player expecting. He's a player that come here 21, 22, had the best years, careers of his life, won the league but twice or three times. Twice? He won player of the year <laughs> twice, too. Player of the year. You know, he has proved himself. Yep. So those players, yeah. they're allowed a few bad games. Come on. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, and not only that, he is a magician, just a... Beautiful player. Um, all right, Paul, you want to go
2: through the so goals? So, yeah, b- before we get into the goals, let's let's uh, talk about we looked, Carlito and I, we spoke when the lineups came out, and we were looking at kind of how we'd match up, and we looked at their midfield and said, all right, we have Jorginho and Kovacic in the middle. They have Bruno Fernandez, uh, Fred, and Matic in the middle. That leaves us mm-hmm. outnumbered. Who's going to mark bruno fernandez and boy oh boy did our man mateo kovacic get the job done <laughs>
1: yeah he did the business man kovacic yeah. is so clean so clean under pressure under tight situations guy just unbelievable he scoops the ball when he dribbles oh, yeah. if you notice yeah. that he'll scoop it and it just he'll just burn players and people don't realise how athletic
3: and fast this guy really he is. He's is. a very
1: he good is great, great,
3: great player. He's a very oh. good player. Um I was on actually I was on the camp that didn't want to pay the forty million. Um but
1: You and Alex Goldberg. But, oh, I remember.
3: I remember You can even go back to my tweets and say that I didn't want to pay that, but I did value him in the team. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I posted before the Europa League final says who's going to win it for us. I, I retweeted Kovacic, got a lot of people saying you're crazy. <laughs> um, he, he, and he played, uh, he played in that final absolutely phenomenally. Yeah. I think the way that he kind of one thing that he does do so well is not just resist the press, but where he gets the ball and he carries it out a little bit ahead of players is so so skillful. Yeah. And it gets that little bit of space we need. I think he was fantastic again today.
1: It just, it just shows his pedigree, that he came from Inter, he came from Real Madrid. All of that he's carried with him to
2: Chelsea. Yeah. It just
1: shows, man, the class. It's unbelievable. Very,
2: he's so yeah. What I really liked about the performance today was, like you guys mentioned, in the past we've seen him be a press buster and really stand out with the ball at his feet. And he did do mm-hmm. that a little bit today. But also, more importantly – he clamped down defensively and put the work in on Bruno Fernandez, yeah. and that's something we haven't seen a, a whole lot of from him. If he can add that to his game, that's going to be huge for
3: us—absolutely huge. It could—it
1: could very well make him the new Deen. Exactly. exactly. We've got
3: to. Address, we've also got to address the uh, elephant in the tactical room about how good. Jorginho actually played in today's game. I know he's not the most popular, but we've got to be fair. I mean, he really did provide a lot defensively this time in this game, I think.
1: Oh yeah, we, we like Jorginho. This is the pro Absolutely. Jorginho podcast. <laughs> <You
3: too. laughs> Let's be sure. real. He's very good. He played well today, very well.
1: Yeah, so here's the thing, and Marv, I'll just I I, I look a lot. I'm very keen on like people's motivations and their agendas and what mo you know what really drives them. And I've noticed why people in the media, uh, online and Twitter and everything in between, why they don't like Jorginho, it's because of Angolo an content. It's because people perceive that Jorginho stole his position. And they think that because Jorginho is not hyper-athletic and fast and, and, and makes all these tackles, that he doesn't deserve to play there. And on top of all of that, Everybody is partial to Conte because he seems like a super nice guy. I don't <laughs> but
3: give Jorginho a shit Jorginho seems me. like a super nice guy. Dude, Jorginho's <laughs> dope.
1: I don't care about nice. I care if you're good. I care if you're effective. And people just don't like Jorginho, not because of Jorginho. It's because of Conte.
3: That's something we need to avoid more about, you know, player versus player. Because I think actually probably those players in training are completely behind each other. And they want each other to yes. succeed, right? I've never been a fan of that player versus player discussion. There are some players that are clearly better than others, but they're all in one team. And if they play, we should be supporting. Earlier in the season, we went, we scored a goal. William scored a goal. And so I see some fans saying, oh, it's still 3-1. I mean, how can you be motivated to act in that way yeah, I'm not a big fan of Christensen, but if he scored the winning goal. Uh, if he, we were Yeah, it. but if he plays well, if he plays well like he did at City, I'll be the first one on there to, to say he's played well. There's no point in having agendas against players. Right. Ooh, right. What's the point of that? What are you gaining from that? If they play oh, yeah, I mean, we want, we want Chelsea to win. That's the point. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Ngolo Conte, sure. but
3: if he plays well, of course I'm going to praise him. Yeah, of course. That's how it should be.
1: Yeah, uh, just a side note. Andreas Christensen's one of my favorite players. From Chelsea. He's my least. Uh-huh. I know that, Marv. I know that. What? I am fully
3: fucking aware of how much you do not like we him. We just need to look at, <laughs> I think, at like how we do when we stick with Rudiger Zuma. I think now. That, I mean, this should have been a clean sheet if not for that.
1: It should have been.
3: Um, it would have been four in a row for them to as a partnership. And I think we got to look at that a little more. Partnerships uh, do, you know, partnerships really kill. Yep.
1: That's a really good statistic. Thank you for bringing that up. Um Paul, what do we got?
2: All right. So, 45th minute, our first goal. Uh right before this, we had a long 10, 12 minute break for an injury to Eric Bailly. Uh not not a uh, flop. Do you know what happened to him by the way? Not a flop. I haven't.
3: He's all right. What'd you say? Hopefully he's all right. That'd be yeah. pretty nice.
2: Yeah. I was like, did he break his neck
3: or no, something? No, no, no.
1: Like, he had a good
3: shit. okay.
2: Yeah, definitely a concussion, big old gash on his head. Because uh-huh. Harry Lego man Maguire just <laughs> absolutely yeah. wrecked him.
1: I was I was thinking how um how big the sheet of cloth had to be. And I'm not talking about inches, I'm talking about yards to actually wrap around that dude's melon because <laughs> it is so
3: big. <laughs> We're yeah. talking
1: yards here,
3: bro. Yards. And they needed to order some more in. At the yeah. Time. Maybe on just feet.
1: So... Oh, and, he, and he was so concerned how his hair. so such a
2: loser. <laughs> oh, my God. So, oh my right Lord. after that break, I was like, oh, boy, Carlito. We need to refocus and get one right before the half. And what Damn. happens? Leave it to the two – Veterans, Cesar Espelicueta putting in a great ball, and Olivier Giroud touching it home past uh, De Gea. A, l- mm-hmm. a lot of people might say De Gea should have had that, but, you know, I'm fine with it.
1: Can you imagine if that was Tampa?
2: Oh, my God. For this. Yep.
1: Oh, my God. By the way, uh, who, ma- who made the one-two with Cesar?
3: I think it might have been Reese. Yeah.
1: Okay. It was yeah, it was Reese. Yeah, it was Reese. Brandon no, Williams it was William. okay. It's Williams. Okay. Oh, he was William. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then there, there was a one-two and ISP an one-three. Brandon Williams was caught ball watching. He did not go with his man. And as who who is not fast and who is old, smoked that punchable face 19 year old. <laughs> it was just. I hate Brandon Williams, but he was – it was such naive defending. He's not very good. To stare at the ball
3: and not keep your man. He he got burned. He got burned by someone that never burns anybody. Well, it's another – kind of thing that he got known for, like chucking hudson Adoy over the stands or whatever. Saw that. He's, yeah. he, he's not a great defender, and you could see the overload they were trying to play against him, right? Uh, actually, another thing we might not have noticed when watching the game live, Maguire actually runs backwards, which plays Giroud onside for that goal. <laughs> so, had he wow. stayed where he was, he'd have been offside, and we wouldn't have scored.
2: Yeah.
1: That is just some naive defending. Uh, Unbelievable. Brandon brand
2: Williams was exposed today, and... I- He's every other time I've watched him, he's been pretty solid. But today we exposed him, and rightfully so. As Piloqueta, playing as one of the three center backs, put in fantastic balls. He did.
3: Played like, surprising. It's,
2: I don't know what it is. Play him at that position every time we play with the three uh, center backs because. He was still getting forward a good amount, mind you, and, and getting into those positions to cross the ball. But like you said, overloads and uh, leading to a goal on this one.
1: Yeah, uh, don't play as Foucault next year, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. And, and Marvin, I'll, I'll, I'll just explain this to you because you, uh, you guys had answered my question um, on, I believe this was a couple of days ago on worldwide shells podcast, how I said, why do you guys consistently defend as P when he's not a leader and he shouldn't be on this team anymore. You guys had great answers to the, to the question, no doubt, but really what I will say is this is that I think he's a pretender. I think that he loves to get in spats with the ref. Okay. He bitches about the ref all the time. And then when it comes to actual defending specifically on backside runs he gets smoked he gets smoked he gets exposed uh and I just do not think that he's Chelsea quality anymore I don't care how hard he works or how hard he wants us to think he's working I don't care about that because at the end of the day if you get burnt not doing your job that's all that matters to me and on top of that you're not a leader because you don't yell at any of your players you don't you don't and offer instruction you just yell at the refs That's a pretender to me. That's not a captain. That's a de facto captain. That's a captain because no one else was available. Well, so
3: pretty damning, uh, uh, you know, damning uh, analysis. But um, I think, I mean, maybe we're so used to really vocal big leaders, you know, like Terry and Cahill possibly that having someone like this is is something very different. Um, My, kind of vision of him has been quite mixed, the same as you. Like, I do notice that he gets beaten at the back post all the time. Uh, His 1v1 is pretty good, but sometimes against a really skillful pacey, you know, like a Zaha or someone like that, he does often get beaten. Um, I'm not sure about him not being on the team. No. He's
2: he's a great squad guy, in my opinion. But, (sighs) Frank seems to find a way to fit him into sorry, every
3: I got signed off I got signed off there, sorry. Uh, no, you're Frank
2: good. Seems to find a way to fit him into every squad.
3: Yeah. But I mean we gotta look at the achievement too, right? I mean the Europa League, he was there, he stands up and is counted. I do see the the criticism. I mean, but occasionally I mean, you know, I think if we win the FA Cup this season, I think it's really hard to criticise this squad. I mean, considering we had no signings and we're still kind of battling for Ab-
2: trophies. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you. And uh, um, he, he just is a different player for a different, uh, a, a side with a different uh, mentality and style. You know, when, when Jose was our manager, he was one of our best players. Now that we're kind of moving forward and being more progressive, it's not his strong suit.
1: So, Marv, and I don't mean to be tangential here, but I have to ask you, um, why aren't our defenders defending better? Because when I look at where these defenders came from and their pedigree, okay, Kurt Zuma and Azpilicueta were Jose Mourinho players. Jose Mourinho is a defensive manager, okay? Antonio Conte is a defensive manager. These guys... Thrived under defensive formation teams and defensive oriented teams. Uh, Emerson Palmieri and Antonio Rudiger—they played for the same team. They came from a defensive structure at Roma, in a defensive league. On top of that, Andreas Christensen came of age under Antonio Conte. Okay, a defensive manager. It's not like these guys don't know how to defend. And they don't know the tactics of defending and where you should be spacing and when a ball's coming in. They're just not defending well. And it's not like they don't know how to do it, they're just not doing it. And part of it, in fact, a large contributing factor to their lack of success as a defensive unit is because they ball watch a lot. They lose their men and watch the ball a lot. Uh- and it's
3: extremely frustrating because it's not like these guys don't know how. Sure. to Sure, I mean that's a really big question. I mean, if, if to really analyze that, we'd have to go back and look at all of the goals we conceded in the last run. Um, I actually think one of the main issues is the lack of a strong ball winner in the middle. Uh, I'm seeing, and it seems to be a pattern of Lampard teams, even though there's only been two. Um, you see in the derby, they had a massive gap in between the defense and midfield and it did cost them a little bit. I get the feeling that might be part of the reason. But then again, I mean, if we're really analyzing defenses, we've got to, you know, there's that saying you're only as good as your last game. If you look at the last couple of games, they defended incredibly well. I mean, I think I'm pretty certain Rudiger had a hundred percent duels in this game and the last game. I mean, if you don't count that dive from Daniel James, uh, that got the free kick near the end um, again, I think a lot of it is that there is a bit of a switching off when we're, you know, when you're in a possession dominant team, there's a big chance that you're going to switch off because you haven't seen any action. Then a ball cannons off of Kepper, Christensen turns around, doesn't react. Zuma also didn't react. That, I can't remember which game that was. Maybe West Ham or not West Ham, maybe another one. And then we're two nil down. Sheffield United were two nil down before. Sheffield. Right? And, and at halftime, it's over and, and we can't get this game back. And, this has happened quite a few times. I mean, if we look at... There was one specific goal, the Aston Villa, first game back. What happens is the ball gets played out wide. Aspi loses the far post ball. It's headed across. Christensen stands there, which loses his man. Then Rudiger tries to cover him. So then he loses his man. And then everyone loses their man. And one guy runs in. It's an easy goal. Can't remember who that was. <laughs> um, some guy from Villa. I don't remember who it was. So I think it's a, there's kind of a mix of reasons why this happens. I don't think we can blame it all on one player either. I think that's a pretty weak analysis because it's sometimes multiple mistakes happening.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, people that just blame Catlett don't actually know the genesis of where goals come from. And that's, I mean, that's just a naive Chelsea fan. And you don't actually know what you're watching. You look, but you don't actually see. There's a difference. And uh, I mean, that's 17-year-old Chelsea Twitter in a nutshell right there. (laughs) Uh, Because they they just –
2: everybody pretends like they're an expert and almost none of them are. Um, All right, Paul, what else? 46th minute, Mason Mount punishing a Brandon Williams mistake. Brandon Williams just floating a ball into the middle and Mason Mount all over it, energy, you know, running all over the pitch like he does and takes the shot on from outside the box. Pretty yeah. much right on, uh, right at the hair. And ball knuckling a little bit, but that's, that's still that's reaching. Unbelievable. And uh, yeah, the hair bottles it and it goes in the back of the net. So I like to take a halftime shower. <laughs> I always get up a shower at halftime, right? <laughs> But, but I was I – was, uh, was,
1: there was too many suds in my hair, and so it took too long, and I missed this goal. Um, but then, I, obviously, I watched it on replay, but I have to say, De Gea, buddy, um, there's a really good backup goalkeeper that plays for Manchester United, and I would strongly consider playing him if I'm old gunner fucking Both whatever.
3: Bad. Uh, All three of those uh, goals – he
1: really bad. I mean, is it, is it, it has to be mental, right? Because it's not like the guy's a bad keeper. He's a really he's good a goalkeeper. It's been happening since
3: he... season one. He had one season where they won the league, and then he was a, apparently the best in the world, and that seems to have stuck. Um, <laughs> I don't know if yeah. he, in England that seems to happen a lot. but Manchester I mean, United? One, yeah, you know, anyone that plays there gets overhyped. I mean, Rashford, when does he turn up in a big game? But apparently he's a um, but I mean, come on! This goal, Brandon <laughs> Williams. I mean, you're, you were a coach. Well, I know you were Calito, right? You were a coach, and me too.
1: Uh, Twelve he years. Coach, so yeah.
3: I also was. And one thing they teach us, right? Never when you're defending on the press, you put the ball into the middle. i mean, What was he? No doing? No way. It's got to go outside. What was he doing? Floating the ball straight into the center. That was suicide. It's one on one stuff. Ugh.
1: Well, that I mean, that's I mean, that's when you get subbed, right there. I mean, immediately. You'd, and you do it because you want to send a message to everybody else on the team that that type of shit will not fly. This is Manchester United. They're trying to win trophies. And you pull that stunt, Brandon Williams, I don't care how young you are. are. If you're playing for United, you're a United player. But you pull that shit. No, you're immediately subbed, And you make it an example of him. Not Ollie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not the ass face baby. Not the ass face baby. Of course not. 74th minute. <laughs> Uh, we have uh, Harry Maguire own goal. It's ruled.
3: Mm-hmm. but f- Rudiger.
2: Exactly. Yeah. To be fair, you know, a lot of guys did a lot of things right, including a fantastic ball in by Marcos Alonso. Rudiger, mm-hmm. you know, making a very good near post run and sliding to get his foot to it, you know, just misses it as has been the theme of our season. Uh, for that run, but you know who's there? Harry Maguire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's doing his best Jeff Agoose impression, my man. That's a I awesome.
3: remember. Um, yeah, that's got, yeah. He scored an own goal in a World Cup, right? Yes, yes he did. <laughs>
1: that is great stuff from Marv the Dude.
3: <laughs> Bring back awesome. The
1: um, oh, my lord. Bryan Say again? Brian <laughs> Yeah, McBride, good player. Love Fulham. Good very player. good player. Yeah, good player. Um, all right. So let's go over the penalty kick. Um, it was a foul, period. And it, it was so avoidable. Uh, the penalty kick that we gave up is stre- extremely avoidable. I was really hoping that that would not happen. But Cho going to Cho. Right. No, Chorona. He's a uh, he's a marvelous example of bad decision making, and uh, he costs us a penalty kick. And Bruno Fernandez doing the douchiest walk up
3: to score that goal. Oh my god! The, the so epitome annoying. of, of stat putting. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I, I sure hope you're real proud of your performance today, Bruno, because <laughs> it was
3: a it was a banner
1: day for your Portuguese boy. Holy smokes, you stunk today, Martial! Martial
2: dribbling into the box, and yeah. Tro trying to track back and do what he's supposed to, but stabbing in and just tripping him up, and rightful penalty. Yep.
1: Yeah, I mean, stabbing,
2: uh, is not, that's another one of those uh,
1: cardinal sins okay. when uh, Ryan was coaching. Um, can't stab. Just got to roll with it. It's, a, it's like a boxer, man. You roll with your punches. You let the guy cut. You let him cut. You let him cut. And you just gradually uh, you know, drag him to where you want him to go. But you, stabbing is, is the last thing you need to be doing because it just makes it very easy for the guy with the ball. Oh, you're going to stab? No problem. You're overcommitting. I'm going to go right by you. Or I'm going to get the foul. Uh, and that
2: it just, it was just naive defending, period. Who, who do you guys have for man of the match? Oh. Mason Mount.
3: I'm kind of torn between, actually, I'm going to go. I was thinking Rudiger was fantastic, but I'm going with Reese James.
2: Ooh.
3: Oh,
1: he was good, dude. James was good. Pick.
2: Explain that
3: one. Um, everything he won, he was dominant in attack defense he covered well he didn't lose any battles i mean his battling was fantastic he drove through the midfield he Mm -hmm. drove out wide um for me it was a really mature performance and we we were a a worry i think normally at wing back and i think he delivered a fantastic performance great crosses great effort at goal early on to you know show we meant business i think it was great
1: yeah he looks fit too he was uh he was doing a little too much weightlifting a little not enough cardio uh, during that uh, off period we had because of the coronavirus. But he looks fit yeah. now, man. And he looks, he looks capable. And uh, he's fast again. And, I mean, like, he, he did a little bit of Ruben Loftus-Cheek today where, you know, you would have the United defenders trying to prevent him from penetrating, and he would just shrug them right yeah. off, right? Th- throw them right out of the club, just like Ruben Loftus-Cheek does <laughs> all the time.
3: So I really like that. Yeah, really me too. Really uh, good performance from him. Honorable
2: mentions for me, Willian, Giroud, and Alonzo.
3: fantastic, too.
2: I'm giving it to Mm -hmm. Kovacic.
3: Love it. Love that. Kovacic. Yeah, boy. It was was fantastic, especially in the second half. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: No doubt about
2: it. What else we got, Paul? All right. So, we have the all-London final, August 1st. Gunners, it's going to be very interesting. I think uh, very fitting for us to win the trophy against Gunners.
1: Oh, they beat yeah, City. Yeah, two nil. Oh, that's oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw that. What? Uh, it's too many games, man. Um, yeah,
3: that's great. We got that's to great. beat them. We got to win this.
2: It's the board,
3: Robbie. <laughs> Fucking hell! Robbie! I
2: think. I think. It's the bold, I think Frankie's going to be licking his chops on this one. <laughs> oh yeah. We're just a better team than
1: Arsenal. So exactly. What I, I hope, I hope and pray that Matteo Cantuozzi plays in that game. I beg you Arteta, <laughs> play
3: can't I I don't play think him. he's going to be playing there again. No, he's not.
1: No, he will never play for Arsenal again. No. That dude uh, that dude is uh
2: Ass asshole himself right out of that club. Oh yeah, he's done. All right, so our next match in league Wednesday at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very—I uh, uh, would like to say—fun match to watch. Uh, we've had their number this year.
1: Yeah, no. I, even when we lost to them, I thought we we outplayed Liverpool. Liverpool has a tough time mm-hmm. against us. They don't really use their midfield often. They're a they're a, a flank team. They're very flank oriented. And when we use our midfield, we are uh, the superior team. And we do have their number. Um, they, they it's just it's not a good matchup for them. And on top of that, I personally just think we're going to win. I think we're going to win. And oh, fuck. <laughs>
2: man. All right. We gotta wrap. We gotta wrap this bad boy. Yeah, out. we're just about there. We just have one more point to be made, and I just gotta throw in a David Louis' shout out.
1: <laughs> so, well, uh, um, so yeah, really, I just think that Liverpool is a bad. We're a bad matchup for Liverpool. They struggle against us, and I think we're gonna win, even though they have every reason to want to spoil our party because of Timo Werner and because they were also linked with Kaya Burks, who is definitely coming uh, to <laughs> Chelsea football club. So I don't know. We'll see if they, uh, we'll see, we'll see how motivated they are and if, whether
2: they're even sober <laughs> or not. <laughs> what you got, mind, I think. Yeah.
3: Oh well, I think it, it could be a tough game, but I mean, it's, it's, we're, we're banking on the fact of them not really caring that much, right? We're, we're banking on the fact that they've already won the league, they've had a few struggles uh, in the recent games, so we're going to hope that's going to work for us. I think we've got a good chance if we come and we play like we did today. I think you know we beat them before, we beat them in the cup pretty easily. I think it's possible. Yeah, yeah
2: I, uh, I think it's probable. And, and yeah, why not? I think, like you said, we can't. We got to come out there expecting them to. Be focused and, you know, bring their A game. We can't expect anything less.
1: Yeah, they are champions of England and Europe, apparently. And then we're ta-
3: we're taking that next year. Come on, oh, actually, yeah. Both. Of them.
1: I strongly believe in next year's team.
3: We're gonna oh, yeah. looking strong at the moment, so. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Kaiavertz is cool. And imagine that out even Pulisic playing today, and he's been having some yeah. wonder games. That's right. Yeah, he's he's so great. He's brilliant. He's so great. He will he will not be a sub next year. He will he will still he start. He'll definitely no will doubt. play. Definitely yeah. play. Yeah.
1: All right, Paul. Last game, last game of That's the year. That's right,
2: next Sunday against Wolves. And you know Number
1: Padre, Fili y Nuno Espirito Santos. Let's <laughs> go, Nuno, the man with the beard. What do you got, Raul Jimenez? <laughs> you think you think you have one in ya? I don't think you got shit, homie. I think we're gonna smoke your ass.
3: <laughs> I think we'll get this one. Home game. Yeah, you too. Yeah.
1: Me too. Me too. I think we just we we have so much to play for. And I mean, like if we don't make UCL, we lose a hundred million dollars.
3: We have to make UCL. I'm sorry. That full stop. I think, it, to I play think it's almost three. done, you know. We just need to avoid avoid any catastrophic results and I think we'll be there.
1: Right. No, I do too. I th- I think today's capitulation by uh, the foxes, absolutely, all but secured it for us. But I still just want to finish strong. I want to win our last game. That's engaged. right.
3: Yeah, let's get this done. That's right. Fuck yeah. Every game. All right. So, any last thoughts, Marv? This was fantastic. Thanks for having me on. You guys for that energy. I really enjoyed it all. Yeah. 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 yeah thanks <laughs> yes, for coming no, on. You're, 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 Anytime.
1: You're welcome to come back anytime. Just fix your goddamn phone, and we're good.
3: <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll do it from my laptop next time. With me, not yeah.
1: not bad for a couple of uh,
3: American Chelsea fans, uh, buddy. <laughs> Fantastic. Love, love the American <laughs> connection. You're damn right.
2: All right, uh, Paul. Any final thoughts? David Luiz, very good match against City in the semis. We expect him to get back to more of himself in the final.
1: Agent. That's right. Yeah. He does nothing but flatter to deceive. And you got potato dumpling Buddha body babs from Arsenal Twitter. Just just jiggling left and right. He's he's more swollen than a swamp possum with the mumps. And that motherfucker, <laughs> that motherfucker thinks the Dava Luiz is not the greatest thing we've
3: ever had. I'm,
1: Buddy, is he, we kicked him off our team. We oh, kicked him out of Chelsea.
3: He's not that really funny boxing guy, is he? Babs, oh, he's
1: like this. He's I this know. enormously
3: inflated, like nineteen-year-old Arsenal fan. Oh, I do see him on Twitter. I was wondering. Yeah. I know the other yeah. David isn't it? I, the one like <laughs> I'm David Luiz, man. I got the move. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. It's the board, Robbie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! That was an amazing impression. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> okay. All right. My final thoughts are this 17 uh, year old Chelsea 20, take a break for the next week. I don't want to <laughs> deal with you guys. You guys are losers. Oh my God. Or you know what? Go and try and get a hand job or something. <laughs> oh,
3: you Lord. You can find 431 right. of them on my block list. Yeah. <laughs>
1: oh wow um, okay alright this has been London this colleague podcast this was a very fun episode a little scatterbrained but that's kind of the way we do it around here uh, I'm your boy Carlito the host of the best Chelsea podcast on the internet have a good
0: day I can say that I had a few strikers that played for me and, and they are not bad I had one guy called Dropper he played for me Uh, four seasons he scored 186 goals which gives an average of 46 goals per season I had one guy that is not also bad Uh, he plays for Juventus now Uh, he played for me three seasons he scored 168 goals which gives an average of 56 goals per season